Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome to Facebook Live. And today is a talk on contrast. And, um, you know, it's a, um, one of the things that we never thought we'd have problems with. We've spoken about contrast many times on CTSS and I do speak about that, you know, how we do our protocols that we inject uh, five cc's a second or three cc's a second. Do we use oral and IV or just IV? What exactly do we do? Uh, those are all the things we talk about. We talk about whether you use Visi or Omni. What contrast do you want to use? Well, today's discussion has nothing to do with that. Today's discussion is, oh my goodness, I don't have any contrast. What is going on? Now, for anyone who's been paying attention for the last two and a half years, the COVID into Ukraine, into everything else, crises have created all sorts of problems. Remember at the beginning of COVID, we didn't have masks, we didn't have gloves, we didn't have hand wipes, we didn't have sanitizer, on and on. Uh, people, you know, the classic way of doing business uh, in busy industries is just in time. Why do you need to have gloves for three months in stock? You should have it for a week and then every week they deliver. Well, all those things are practical and they're cost savings and you don't need storage and you don't have theft and you don't have loss. But the reality is, what happens when those supply chains break? Now, this is not a medical problem alone. Tim Cook, a couple weeks ago at the earnings report for Apple, reported that Apple could have earned $6 billion more each of the last two quarters if they could have made product, which they could have easily sold, but they didn't have chips, so they couldn't make it. Ford Motor Company uh, is having similar issues because of the lack of chips. They're only able to build a certain number of cars, so they're putting all of the chips into the cars that make bigger profits, like the F-150, I think that's some kind of a truck, sort of. They have 53,000 cars that are built. They're on wheels, which means they're built. I learned that term yesterday. They're sitting just on parking lots because they don't have the chips that allow them to sell the cars. They also have a nine to 12 month backup on a number of different models that they could sell, but they don't have the chips so they can't build the cars. Now contrast. Well, GE, which makes Visipink and Omnipink, uh, has several factories, but their main factory is in Shanghai. It's a big factory, factory does things very well, high quality, everything good. But as you know, China's response to COVID has been to shut down, whether it's Beijing or it's Shanghai, whether it's cities of a million or 25 million people, and just shut them down. And everyone needs to be home. Now, in order to build contrast, make contrast, you need to have uh, people working. And so this shutdown basically stopped production. And then you have to ship or send by plane or whatever, and that's been difficult too. But the no one ever thought that anybody would shut down. I mean, all of us have been through COVID. We knew the isolation, we knew the mass, we knew all this, that, and the other, but they didn't shut down your hospital or most businesses uh, or a city and said, everyone needs to stay home. Even in Israel, which was very aggressive and essentially made people stay home, they allowed people who worked in critical industries to go to work. You just limited the number of people that were moving. Now, I think what GE has done in the short term is they have less people working, but they're staying 24 seven, uh, living literally in the factories. So in the short term, there will be shortages. 
And we're talking about that now. I think GE is saying they're going to be able to ship 20% only short term. But they are talking that things should be better by the end of May, things almost back to normal in early to mid-June, and things back to normal by the end of June. That's what they hope, and we trust them on that. Obviously, GE is a great company, and they want to sell contrast. They don't make money if you don't have contrast, right? But this is so far beyond their control. So what can you do in the short term? There's a number of things you can read from the ACR. Uh, RSNA has position pieces coming out. It's really nothing very tricky. Don't waste contrast, okay? That's easy enough. Uh, when you can, lower the volumes of contrast that you use. But again, everyone is clear, do not do studies that are poor quality. You don't want to be lowering the dose and then have studies that are unreadable and need to be repeated, or you make misdiagnosis and patients go or don't go to surgery when they should or shouldn't. You also uh, need to think about what else can you do instead. Can you do an ultrasound? Can you do an MR? If you're an oncology patient and it's just a routine yearly follow-up, can you wait a month? That would be helpful. Um, if you could wait a month and you know patient's doing well, you're waiting a month, it's probably not going to change much of anything. But that would be a good strategy. Also, again, you know, if you're using 120 out of a 150 bottle, perhaps use 100 bottle. Okay, that's a way of doing it. Some institutions, you're not allowed to simply just have a tech or someone just divide it up. But I think in pharmacy, you can divide up anything. So that may be a way of doing it, particularly when you're using smaller volumes or smaller doses, that may be a way of solving those problems. Again, when can you use ultrasound? When can you use MR? What about nukes? Can you do VQ scans? Oh my God, VQ scans, I don't think so. So you need to really be thinking about that. And if you can do a non-contrast study, you should do a non-contrast study. Now this is gonna be a short-term thing. I think the biggest thing we need to learn is that the future is not as predictable as the past. I did look in the contrast that we have at Hopkins. I just looked when the, the room, saw a bottle, look at the bottle. The bottle expires in March, 2025. So it's almost three years from now. So I think what you're gonna to need to do in the future is not have contrast for a week around or two weeks maybe have it for six months. I'm not saying a year, but have six months. Because it's not gonna expire. It's not like you're buying milk and the milk's gonna spoil in a week if you don't drink it. Here we're saying it's three years on the label, which means it's better than three years, but surely three years on the label. So perhaps you just need to do that. That'll be one thing. It also means you should look at everything. So what about the tubing for your injectors? What about the catheters? What about the, the syringes? You can't assume anything anymore. Now this will cost money, it'll take space. The government's gonna have to help, insurers are gonna have to help, people are gonna have to be efficient. But I think for our patient's sake, we can't just say, oh, this was one of those storms that happens once in a hundred years, we don't need to worry about it. Like many storms, particularly in the era of global warming, that once in a hundred year event seems to happen once a year. So we need to really not point fingers and blame people, but just say, okay, we're gonna get through this two to eight week thing. Hopefully it'll be closer to two than to eight. But most importantly, we need to figure out is what are we gonna do in the back end? We need to make certain that we have enough supplies that if there are 
interruptions. We can get through the interruptions. We need to have GE, when the factory is running, produce as much contrast as possible 24-7 and have people store more contrast on site. Whether they need to get a storage locker somewhere um, or use some empty rooms where people are working from home, take those rooms that are empty and make them IV contrast storage or oral contrast storage. <clears throat> it's just something you need to do. We are going to get through this. We need to make our patients understand that we are, our primary concern is them, and we're doing things right, though we're basically trying to manage things a little bit more aggressively than we typically have to do. We usually worry we don't have enough radiologists to read the films. We don't have enough text to scan the patients. We don't have enough hours in the day to scan the patients. None of those are issues right now, or they are issues probably, but nothing is like, oh my God, I have no contrast. What am I gonna do? So hopefully this will go away quickly. Hopefully GE is doing everything in their power and uh, other companies like Brocco, again, same issue, issues I'm sure are happening. But we just need to make certain that we learn from this event to make sure this doesn't happen again. We need to improve our supply chains. We need to make certain that we have more storage. And the other thing perhaps is I think GE has different sites around the world. I think three, one's in China, that's the big one. Perhaps like companies like Intel, Western Digital, Tesla, and the like, GE will need to open a factory in the US or Puerto Rico, someplace where we can be sure of supply. And just, you know, it's expensive, but over many years, uh, we, you know, many cities and states give uh, tax breaks to companies that are building factories. So this may be a way of getting GE to build a new factory somewhere or reuse one of the factories they have from something else. But I think we need to make certain our supply of contrast is a strong one. And probably as we learn with chips, the only way to be certain that you have it is to have the factories in the good old USA. And then whether it's Canada or anybody else who needs contrast, we can ship it to them. So I think rethinking about where things are being produced and to have more than one or two critical sites or only sites that produce contrast, it's not efficient. It's much more cost effective to do everything in one or two sites for a GE type company. But I think the future is that we can't be certain about things like we used to be. So we need to really think about what it is we need to do and how we need to do it. So with that, let me look at any questions. John Biacchino, who had his birthday two days ago, I think, two days ago, three days ago. Happy birthday, John, belated birthday, though I did wish it to you yesterday. And uh, Mona Verdi will say hi to you as well. If anyone has any questions or let us know what you're doing in your hospital, uh, how you're dealing with the contrast shortage, and we'll be happy to discuss this with you further. Um, we also are on um, Instagram Live at the same time, and I'm seeing a lot of people joining and listening there. So a lot of people waving their hands at me. That's one of the cool things about the, so I'll wave back, cool things about Instagram. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have plenty of contrast, and I hope this is not stressing all of you out too much. And with that, I wish you all a great day. See you soon. Bye, guys.